Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. It's been a while since I have recorded a solo episode, and uh, I will have to say that I've been really in my head about recording these. I feel like I have been really distracted in my life and focused on, you know, the building the business and showing up on social media and trying to do all the things that all these coaches and mentors and podcasts and everything tell me to do when it comes to my business. But the reality is, is that my business is just one aspect of my life. And the other aspect of my life is my personal life. And I think for so long this year, I was prioritizing my business almost in a way to distract myself from my personal life and to uh, sort of ignore my feelings and suppress them from various failed relationships and attempts at finding inner peace and balance. So rather than addressing those things, I was really going all in on my business and building my business and, you know, getting clients and things like that. Also, one of the things that I was realizing was that I was putting this pressure on myself that however I show up on my podcast or however I show up on social media had to be a reflection of my business, my success, all the hard work that I had put in, but it wasn't being a true indicator of all of the struggles and all of the things that we have to go through as an entrepreneur and not just as an entrepreneur, but as Somebody who works from home is an extrovert, as as you may know, or or if you know me personally, you'll know that I'm through and through an extrovert, and I'm very much living in an introverted life. I mean, I spend 90% of my time in my apartment with my dog going on dog walks, but I have very little in-person human connection on a weekly basis, and I think that what I have realized over the last little bit is that I was putting myself in these positions where I was putting so much pressure on myself to find a healthy relationship in order to fill that gap rather than to find people and relationships of all different kinds that can give me energy and that I can learn from and get inspiration from rather than just a romantic relationship. And one of the things that I have been reading more about and learning more about over the past little while is this concept of dating and relationships and monogamy in our thirties and onwards, not just in our thirties, I should say, but like really in life, because 
I'm finding that the average duration of a relationship now, a healthy relationship is like five years. And I'm seeing this in my friend circle. And I just had my 35th birthday and I'm single again. And so many of my girlfriends are going through these grand separations. They're leaving their husbands. They're coming out of long-term, you know, seven-year relationships. And it started to make me think. And I started to question a lot about these norms or so-called societal pressures that we have or that we feel that we need to put on ourselves to have these infinitely lasting relationships and that if they don't last forever, that we've somehow failed. And especially people coming out of marriages, you know, they have committed themselves and whether they're religious or not, um, have committed themselves in holy matrimony and feel that they should continue to pursue these relationships that are no longer serving them. These people are bringing them into states of anxiety, of depression, of self-doubt, of potentially abusive or harmful relationships, or they're just feeling like they've lost themselves in trying to please somebody else or trying to live a certain way that is just not consistent or aligned with who they are anymore. And it's not so much for myself because I haven't had a long-term relationship really since 2017 and it's 2022 now, like over a year, my last relationship of 12 months or longer was in 2017. And it just is so interesting to me because we live in this world now of instant gratification. You know, people can DM each other on Instagram or jump on dating apps or meet in person. And this concept of instant gratification and the grass is always greener is really becoming prevalent in our modern day relationships. And I think that people are realizing that not just instant gratification from a romantic or sexual perspective, but also the duration of relationships is not lasting anymore because people are realizing that we've got one kick at the can. Our time on earth is limited. It's not infinite. We don't know how long we're going to be around. And more and more people are realizing that they don't want to spend their time and energy on a relationship or a person or a situation that is no longer serving them, whether they have children or not, because co-parenting is becoming a thing. Non-monogamy or monogamish or polyamory is becoming more and more accepted now. And if you don't know what those terms are, it basically means not being in a committed long-term monogamous relationship anymore. And I think there's this stigma around non-monogamy that it's like, oh, you're a player. Oh, you've got commitment issues or, you know, you just want to have instant gratification, but it's not necessarily the case. And I was listening to this podcast the other day and I'm totally can't remember the name of it. I'll have to go back into what I was listening to, but I was listening to this podcast about polyamory and about people who decide not to live in monogamous relationships. And a concept that they were talking about was so interesting to me because I've always been very open-minded to this concept of 
what if there is a hall pass situation or what if there is an open relationship style that can work given open communication and do we need to put all these rigid boundaries on our partner about only being with us and being with us for the rest of their life and one person to make us happy until we die like is that really realistic these days and they were talking about this concept of monogamy or monogamish and also in terms of friendships and they said okay let's look at this from a different perspective for a minute When we get into a relationship, we all of a sudden have this attachment where we feel like we need to control our partner and know what they're doing and feel like in order for us to feel valued and worthy, that they should only be with us and that their love and attention and energy should only be with us and directed towards us. And if they veer off course it means that we're not worthy or we're, that we're not good enough or that they're spending their energy on somebody else. And the reality is, is that we as humans are social beings. And some people are going to agree with me on this and some people are not because I well and truly do believe in monogamy and being with a committed partner where you go all in and you really give it a try and you love each other and you put energy into getting to know each other and fusing your two lives and making compromises. However, there's also this part of me that thinks, well, yes, that's all fair and well, but is it realistic that we set these boundaries around what a healthy relationship looks like in terms of monogamy versus saying, for example, when we look at our friendships and I was out with my girlfriends last night and there were six of us and we all have a beautiful friendship, both, you know, together and individually. And sometimes we spend more time with one of our friends out of the six and we talk on a deeper level and we talk about things that we maybe don't share with the others in the group. And then there's other friendships that we might have on more of a surface level relationship, but in no moment do we ever get jealous of each other's friendships and some friends being closer than others or living closer to each other and going on dog walks and not being included or anything like that. And maybe there is some sense of like, oh, how come I wasn't invited to that? But we don't get the same level of jealousy within our friend circle because it's just not how society has taught us to behave. And so I was wondering about this when it comes to romantic relationships. Now, let's say you had, now obviously six is a big number, but let's say you had three or four partners where you had a beautiful relationship with each one of those people, but each one of them provided you with a different a different level of satisfaction, a different level of connection and love and communication and conversation or interest. And imagine if we just allowed that to be possible and allowed ourselves to say, okay, this person is going to give us the 
intimacy and the sexual healing. And then this person is going to give us the intellectual connection and the great conversation and career discussions, life discussions, philosophy, and all of that. And then there's another person that gives us the family values or the co-parenting, the nurturing, the love, the family connection. And I thought, why is it that society expects that we get all of those things from one person and one person only when that's not the case with our friends? Some of our friends give us a spiritual connection. Some of our friends give us a coaching or mentorship perspective. And some of our friends give us the fun and adventure and the wild side. And yet we have different friends that we see in different times and different seasons of our life in a totally normal, healthy way without the jealousy and boundaries and commitment. And so this was something that I just was thinking about a lot in the last little while and thinking to myself, do I want a monogamous relationship and a long-term relationship? Because that's what society tells me I should have in order to be successful as a woman, to get married, to have the ring, the white dress, the white picket fence and the kids and, you know, three kids from the same person and expect that that person provide me with all of my needs from a sexual aspect, an intellectual aspect, a spiritual aspect, a love and family perspective? Or is that just an unrealistic expectation that we're looking for this unicorn of a person to give us everything and to fulfill us in all these different ways? And as you get older, I think it becomes more and more challenging as an adult to find that person because as you develop yourself and your own interests and your own values, and especially for me personally, my own spiritual connection, which has really changed a lot about the way I think this year. And I feel like I just don't know that I'm going to be able to get all of those different aspects from one person. And I could be totally putting my foot in my mouth because I could be meeting somebody within the next, you know, short period of time. And I'm going to reflect back and want to delete this podcast or something. But, you know, is it realistic that we go into a relationship and five years in, we realize that there's an aspect of our life that is no longer aligned or no longer being fulfilled by that person. And does it mean we failed? Does it mean that we are unworthy of love or that we're never going to find love again, or we're never going to find happiness? And of course, when we go through these separations and breakups, it's gut-wrenching because we feel like we've lost a part of ourself and we feel like we have wasted energy and wasted love and feelings on some person that it didn't work out and we sort of kick ourselves like what could we have done better how could we have improved what could we have supported that person more in or what how could we have changed to fit their mold when really it's just a matter of two people growing independently and they may have been aligned at one time in their life and are no longer aligned in the new time of their life and the new season that they're currently in. And it's one thing to work towards it. And there's one thing to 
put in the effort and strive to make it better and work together if you truly love each other. And I'm all for that. And I think that a lot of people are really quick to give up as opposed to actually putting in effort to giving it a try and seeing if it'll work. But then there's also a time where you just need to realize that not every person is meant to stay in your life in the capacity that they're currently in your life forever. And it may be that you continue in a couple of months time as friends or in some sort of supportive network or in a co-parenting relationship, but you're not destined to be lovers or you're not destined to be, you know, marriage in a marriage or in a partnership forever, because you may have different goals and desires and vision and it's your only life. So to hold yourself back and to stay existing in a relationship that is no longer serving you and that is no longer firing you up is really just a way of dying. Like it's just you giving up on your soul's desire and you aren't listening to your gut instinct anymore of what you should truly be doing whether it's the travel, whether it's going back and studying or making a career change or having wild, crazy, passionate sex because you haven't been having sex with your partner for months and months and months on end. Or when you do, it's just like mutual masturbation rather than love and passion and, you know, hot connection. So I know this has nothing to do with business and I just feel like it's something that has come up so much in conversation with my girlfriends and with my own relationship reflection and all of these things where we just, we try so hard to make things work sometimes when some things are just not meant to last forever. And I really hope this doesn't spark any unnecessary breakups, but I hope what it does give you is this sense of like permission to really listen to your inner voice if you're doubting something or if you've been living in a place of just complacency, because it's so easy to just get comfortable and complacent in something because you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or because you're afraid of what it's going to be like to start again and be single in your thirties or in your forties or in your fifties. And who you even are as that person, your identity has been linked to your partner for so long that you don't even know who you are anymore without them. But I can tell you this from experience, I feel like I'm a breakup specialist, is that every time you go through these changes or every time you do set yourself free, you learn something powerful about yourself You learn what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate and what you truly deserve and that your alone time brings you peace and that it's okay to just sit in your bedroom and cry it out one day or to have a meltdown and not feel like you have it all together sometimes. And then it's also okay to just go out and have the time of your life and to let your hair down and to let loose and be selfish and to just go on a solo trip to Europe or to Mexico and do whatever makes your soul feel ignited and just so alive again, because you owe it to yourself to feel alive and to feel free and to feel happy. And 
Of course, that's not going to be every moment of your life. And I'm not saying go out and cheat on your partner or break up with them or, you know, do irrational or irresponsible things. But if you're not feeling alive and if you haven't felt alive in a long time or that you're not living the life that you feel a true, truly feel aligned to, maybe it's time to sit down and reassess your job, the people in your life the negativity, the people in your environment that are having an impact on your day-to-day thoughts and feelings and sentiment and ask yourself, are they an anchor or are they the wind that is carrying you through and setting you free and allowing you to spread your wings and fly? Because that person might have been the wind behind your back in the past but they might be an anchor driving you, dragging you through the mud now. And it's okay to cut the chain and to let the anchor go and to move on with your life and to cry for six months and feel all the feelings and go through the personal transformation and spend alone time and have dinner dates by yourself, go to a movie by yourself, go on a solo holiday by yourself and set yourself free so that you can get realigned with what your dream life really is and what your vision for yourself and your future and your kids is all about so that you can really start living again. So if you're going through a hard time in your relationship, if you feel like you're feeling a bit lost right now, maybe come back to this episode, maybe re-listen to an aspect of it or share it with a friend that you know is going through this kind of a time. Or just have a look in the mirror and just ask yourself, like, who am I really? Are the people in my life lighting me up or are they setting my soul on fire and, and bringing me down and, and, and burning me into, you know, the ashes? Uh, you deserve all the happiness in the world. And while it may feel like a struggle and while you may feel confused or lost or like you don't know who you are without the identity of your partner, you will find yourself again. You will find a way to realign to your center, to get clarity on what is truly important to you and who you are. I guarantee it. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this has helped some of you and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 